Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the lovely, the amazing Truationary Podcast. And I am your host, Kenzie. I've been watching a lot of RuPaul Drag Race, and I don't know why I want to do this with my fingers. Because I'm a fierce queen and I live. Anyway, so um, whether you are a visionary or a rebel or a revolutionary, make sure you sprinkle a little trill in it because I feel really happy because I have trillness all around me. Well, remotely. I have truly trillness remotely for me today. I have my besties on the line. But before we get into um, our chit-chat, I would first like to recognize um, a hashtag, say her name. Um, Here's a picture of Gloria Bambo, which I just learned today that this was a young woman. I I believe she was 20 years old. She was a resident in McKinney, Texas. And she was found hanging in her roommate's, her white roommate's garage. And, uh, of course, they're claiming that it's a suicide, things like that. Uh, We know how that goes. So I do want to say her name, and she needs justice. Um, And then the next beautiful woman that I would like to acknowledge is Miss Aisha. Which I love this picture of her because she's so freaking gorgeous. Because black women are gorgeous. (laughs) But um, if you don't know who Aisha is, this is the lovely young lady who called Kanye out on his shit. And this is also the young lady that Kanye tried to go off on by saying, You have a mask on your face. We can't even see who you are. Oh, no shit, sure. Like, it's a whole pandemic going on outside. But... It is what it is. But I wanted to recognize those two women. And now I get to talk to my friends. How have you guys been doing? Girl, it's it's been a struggle through this pandemic stuff. <laughs> I definitely can agree. I definitely can agree. How the new normal. Uh, like are we ready for this? Like, but is like it seriously has has come to this though. I never was expecting. I don't think anybody was expecting this kind of shit. I didn't mm-hmm. expect it to last so long. Well, you were freaking planning a wedding. Yeah, so it's it's been stressful, but I have actually enjoyed the time with my family and have enjoyed working from home. So. It hasn't been all negative, so it's 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 going, but it is stressful. How has yeah, I, how has work changed for you? So um, for CPS, we were already mobile. That means we could work remotely from home, but we had days where we would go into the office, and we would also go into the homes to visit the children. So our first two months. I believe it was like late March going into May. We completely stopped home visits going into the home. And we basically used um, FaceTime, um, all the apps that you could use to video chat. Right. So we were basically video chatting our kids and our families. 
So that change, that was a big change for everyone. But now we're back in the homes. We just use safety guards and, you know, we make sure we have our masks. Some of the visits, if we have a little bit of concern of going into the home, we just basically make sure we do the visit outside or we just make sure we distance ourselves. So everything's pretty much back to normal besides the fact of us going into the office. Right. And Monet, how has work changed for you? Um, well, it, it's definitely changed a lot. Um, you know, unlike with April's job, you know, we actually have to sit, you know, in the classroom and, you know, walk through the halls and transition the kids and things like that. So um, it was a big adjustment, um, mostly for, well, pretty much everybody, I think from the teachers from to the students and down to the parents, just having to get used to you know, logging into something that you're not used to logging into every day and then having to meet deadlines and things like that. Um, so it, it was an adjustment. It really was an adjustment. And, um, you know, having to just be patient because everybody didn't have a device, you know, so waiting, extending deadlines. And, you know, it was kind of all over the place at first, but then we kind of, you know, got on track towards the end. So it turned out okay. But so uh has your school district, have they completely decided that y'all are going all the way remotely or will it be like hybrid? So for the first four weeks, we're going to be 100% online. So, um, and we're given the option as teachers to either work from home or um, working at the school just so we can access our resources, but working at the school in our classrooms by ourselves if that makes sense. So we can teach virtually, but from the classroom, that way we have the whiteboard and whatever resources we need. But if you don't feel comfortable, then you can work at home. That's good. Cause I was wondering how that was going to work. Um, I know <laughs> some cuckoo folk. Well, I'm not going to say cuckoo. I don't want to say cuckoo. Okay. <laughs> some people, like I know somebody personally who was like, I'm going to send my kid to school. And I was like, why? <laughs> I think for some people though the decision to send their kids to school I think for most people I think it's just like you know the lack of child care of I think course. you know when they have to go to work and their employers won't let them bring the kids I think it's a struggle for them but I think everybody should allow choice you know yeah you, should, you know if they can move a, um, a job you know or occupation to digital or virtual you know I think they should you know allow people to have that option but she you know, works remotely. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> don't have that option. A lot of people don't have that option. Oh, agree. Agree. So it's just kind of like, yeah, but no, <laughs> but yeah, but no. I get it though. I get it, but it's it's definitely different. We had the discussion the other day, you know, because I'm looking at my kids who are in foster care, and a lot of them have issues in their lives that they have going on. And then now they have the issue of not having a stable school environment as well. Right. So it's just like school to some kids is like a protective capacity. Very much And so. it's a safe haven. Mm -hmm. And some they don't have that. Even though it's virtual, somebody could be on the other side of that camera telling them, don't say, you know, don't say what's really going on. So I don't know. I think school, I think they should have a choice. But I do think that it, it's going to be really hard for the kids this generation, um, this school year to go through what they're going through, because not only, you know, everybody doesn't have that perfect home life. 
True. And every child doesn't have a parent who's, you know, able to do the homework or the schoolwork with them. You know, we have a lot of kids who are first generation. So yeah. some of those kids, you know, the parents probably can't read. It's just, it's just a lot that we have to consider, you know, about the school situation. But luckily, you know, I think the school is trying to accommodate the kids. I know most school districts have provided them with computers and mm -hmm. hot spots. Yeah, they're trying. So I think the school districts are really doing good in that aspect, but it, it is a struggle. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that they're finally, because that, that's, I think that was my biggest concern because I was like, if one thing COVID did was expose like the systematic issues um, and it exposed a lot of weak spots in just about every every business every organization you know and i uh, and that was my biggest concern about the children who were in unsafe homes and what can they mm -hmm. do about it um and then the resources like you said like the parents who may not know how to read like what are they going to do whenever you know like the homework like mm -hmm. and then i know sometimes parents can be really prideful you know, and not be open to learning it a different way or, or asking for that help. Yeah. Right. And then we all have those parents that um, think the teacher is there to be the teacher and the parents shouldn't teach as well. But we all know it starts at home. Well, the teacher to be the babysitter, the teacher. The 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 pastor, the, the, the <laughs> yeah, like I've actually, I've actually seen posts on like Facebook. Oh Lord, I can't wait for school to start back. Get these kids out my house, and oh Lord, and you know, and it's you know, it's 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 a lot for everybody. Like I said, I I think it's an adjustment for everybody because I mean, if you're a mother to five kids, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not used to them being home and, and each of them are in different grade levels. You're not used to, all right, third grade homework here, fourth grade mm -hmm. kindergarten reading homework here, fifth grade this, seventh grade and 12th grade. It's just like, I can imagine, you know, how that can be hectic. Yeah. But I don't think, like you said, I, I think a lot of businesses and organizations were caught off guard. I think we, everybody realized like, dang, like, I don't think we were as prepared for a pandemic as we, or this type of pandemic as we thought we might have been. It was just kind of like, oh, snap, virtual, remote. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the hell is virtual and remote mean? <laughs> what is this? It no, sounds so scary. They say, welcome to 2020, baby. And <laughs> our 2020, by 2020, we ready to, uh, we ready to roll on in 2021. Hopefully 2020, it would be better. Baby, oh, yeah. from just starting in January, it was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. What? <laughs> I mean, well, for me, yeah, well, you know, I turned 31 and, you know, I started experiencing uh, body aches and things that I just wasn't prepared for. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, this can't be. What? <laughs> This that was like rumbling or something. You ate the wrong thing, <laughs> baby. I I had to tell y'all my my transgressions another day, but <laughs> like what? But in the midst of all of this, I know I recently started therapy, 
And Monet, I know that you recently started therapy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, April, have you done anything like therapy or anything like that? I have not done any therapeutic services, um, but you know, <laughs> being in the field of social work, I just I come in contact with a lot of resources. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that it, I don't think it's beneficial. It's just I just had haven't had the opportunity to actually experience it myself. With everything going on, have either one of you felt like it was just so overwhelming? And like, what did you do? at that moment um for me i definitely thought everything was overwhelming i mean it was kind of like i'm a natural worrier (laughs) so on top of my normal stresses and on top of my daily aggravations and my daily struggles or weekly struggles or whatever it was like you throw in COVID in there it's just like damn i can't leave the house i might die like you know it's just Mm -hmm. like you don't know and then you see people all over the Facebook. Like I, I know people personally who have had it. I know people who've passed away from it. So, you know, when it hits close to home like that, it's like, oh my God. And at one point in time, I wouldn't even, I was scared to leave the house. And then I, I think that's when it just started getting to me. Cause it was like, oh my God, like, you know, the fear of the future, the fear mm-hmm. of not knowing what's mm-hmm. next started to settle in. And it was just kind of like, okay, I don't know what to do. And then like one day I was laying in the bed I was scrolling through uh, Instagram and I saw Amber Riley. She was up there talking and she kind of made like a little um, reflective post about um, I think her childhood just growing up with like depression and anxiety and things like that. And she was um, she was presenting. She did like a motivational service or something somewhere. And, you know, she made that um, a statement, you know, Black people, it's okay to praise God and have a therapist. Amen. You know what I mean? Yes. And and when she said that, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep listening. And she talked about, like, uh, several things that her therapist told her, um, several principles to follow that would help her through, you know, her mental breakdowns or her little nervous moments and things like that. And she talked about intake, exercise, being social, um, and um, sleep, you know, just the mm-hmm. basic things that we need to just even function. And I thought about that. I was like, okay, intake, you know, what you put in your mind, what you put in your body, exercise. Okay, maybe I need to do that. I know April's sister told me a long time ago, well, if you exercise, you know, it'll increase those endorphins that cause happiness. And I'm like, okay. I need and to be I'm happy like, now. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just something about that moment when Amber was talking and I was just like, you know what, I'm just tired of you know, battling my worries, you know right. what I mean? And I was like, this is just not, you know, I just want to be worry free or I want to at least be able to walk through it, you know? And so that's when I just got on the internet, I start typing and then I found her and, you know, we just started like a week later. So you just Googled? Yeah, I Googled. Um, oh, I mean, I came across a lot of different people. I was just reading right. their licenses and what their, um, main focus is in their field and i came across her and um i just was like reading and looking i saw the price she took my insurance i was like okay okay let me call her (laughs) and then um the crazy thing about it was she didn't answer so i left the voice message but she called me back and Mm -hmm. then she just wanted a brief little bit of information like well you know you know what's your purpose for calling and things like that and i just felt like 
just within that moment of talking to her why I was calling, I felt like a release. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like, I'm like, dang, I'm about to cry just telling her what I was calling for. You know, this is not even a session. And then, you know, it's just after that, you know, I, I've gone to a four session so far. So it's pretty cool. I feel like a lot of people have this negative stigma over therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to be open about it. I'm like, yeah, my therapist said this. And it's just like... <laughs> You want to make it okay, because I think a lot of people feel like, I don't need to see one. I don't have no problems. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about having problems. I think sometimes you learn yourself a little bit better, you know, and then you kind of learn to cope and, you know, go through things. I think sometimes we, we don't even realize certain traumas we have, you know, until we see somebody. And then it's like, oh, okay, that, that's why I do that. You know, like you, she put a name to things, right? you know, and I'm like, dang, that's what what's going on with me? Oh, okay, so what do I need to do? Okay, and then it, it immediately started working. You know, it's like, it's a process. It is. But, you know, I, I feel a difference. You know, I have my moments. I definitely have my moments, but it's a, it, yeah. COVID has, yeah, it, it basically pushed me to go see a therapist. And now I'm like, I'm happy I did, so. Yeah, I noticed when, I noticed my behavior changing. And I noticed that I was very irritable, like, like snap zero to 80, like real quick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like some other people, I had to continue to go to work even in the height of this and everything and just dealing with people. I don't know. They just wanted to be super freaking friendly and i'm just like can you go back in your house (laughs) ma'am like i understand you're just happy to see someone but can you call your grandchildren not don't talk to me (laughs) i don't want you to talk to me but you know i had become i had did that and then i noticed i was emotionally eating i was definitely stress eating and then i um i couldn't sleep Mine, mine wanders like so, so much. I would even take melatonin and I couldn't even sleep, you mm. know? So I, I was just kind of like, okay, like I have to literally get this shit out. And yeah. that's when I met my, when I was, I hopped on blackgirltherapy.com and, okay. you know, like you're able to search everybody and you can, you know, filter through it with your insurance and stuff too. So I found her. I was like you, I kind of, I didn't want to call. Oh, I didn't want to call because I was like, don't, I was just like, don't be a, don't be, don't fuck out of this. Like commit, fucking commit. And so I called her and I also sent like an online, you know, like request or whatever. She called me back. She sounded amazing. And I, once I gave, I was like you, I gave her that brief overview and and I told her it was funny because I was just like, I mean, I hate to quote Drake right now, but <laughs> I was like, I need somebody to put this weight on. Absolutely. And, and she was like, Oh well, yeah, that's that's me. I'm 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 that person for you to do that. And like, I'm on my sixth session. I do. F- I feel so much better because I'm not as triggery. I mm. definitely noticed that. I definitely feel like I'm in more control. And I'm super grateful for her. Like, I really talked to her like she one of my friends. Because I'd be like, girl, don't let me tell you. Like, the other day she got on, <laughs> the other day she got on and she had on, like, some purple lipstick. I was like, I see you purple. 
Like, <laughs> and she just kind of smiled and was like, you know, I just want a little pop of color. I was like, I see you, you know, but I just love the fact that I like we can even banter that way, yeah. you know, and like y'all like therapy is not a bad thing at all. When you did what what did you start noticing where you was like, I might really need to do this? When did I start noticing? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really was. Well, you mean like what, after I started or when did I just realize like when, I wanted to? Like when did you kind of hit your tipping point where it was like, I got to really find something else to kind of get this out because I feel myself like self-destruction. Yeah, I mean, it it was, it had to have, okay, so let me, let me go back. So it might have been the day before Amber you know, mm-hmm. the whole watching Amber thing. And I just felt overwhelmed with everything. I'm like, I got grad school. I got, you know, we got COVID. You know, I got my mama. My mom's, you know, she's the perfect candidate mm-hmm. for it. You know, so then I'm like, dang, I can't even go visit my mama. I can't go see my mama because I might have it. Don't know. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I got asthma. Oh, Lord, I, I don't want to see her. She might give it. You know, it was just like, oh, my God. And then, like I said, it was it was just on top of, you know, it's life your own personal stuff, you know, um, other people's issues, you know, like I tend to look at the news and go, Oh my God, 20 mm-hmm. people got shot at the mall. Oh my, You know, other people's issues was like stressing me out. You know, people that I didn't even know, like I'll look at something in my thread and go, Oh my God, that's so sad. And it just turned into me just feeling so sad or worried about people. Right. And then like with the COVID, it was like, Oh my God, like, what if we never going to go back to work or, you know, what if, you know, like, what if something happens to me? Or what if something happens to somebody I know? Or, oh my God, like, what if it gets worse? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You know, it just was like, like you said, like, I think little little triggers, things would just happen. And then I would just be like, oh my God. Or like, just in my personal life with friends and family, boyfriend, like, I was a little snappy or I complained a lot mm-hmm. or I always just found a negative something. Yeah. And so um, that's when I knew I was like, okay. I need to stop calling people and talking their heads off about stuff. Cause I would always get the the comments. Okay. Well you call me, I, but I'm not no therapist. You know, it's like, I don't, I told you what to do, yeah. but you're not listening to me. And it's like, okay, you know what I have to realize? Like you can only put so much weight on people. That is true. Before they don't want to lift it anymore. You know, it's just kind of like, give it to somebody who, who wants it. Like that's their job to do it. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, I was like, hey, there's somebody out there that wants to hear me complain. Yes. <laughs> there's somebody out there that wants to hear me vent, you know, and there's somebody out there that actually wants to walk me through or show me, you know, skills to maneuver through the worry, you know, and to allow me to believe like, yes, this might be our new normal, but you don't have to be so down about it. Or yeah, you don't have to be or so- anxious. Yeah, or anxious. So that was when I knew it, and that was like, back in in june and so it's like i saw her like the first week of uh july so april have you um felt overwhelmed in any aspect or when did you or what was the sign where you kind of realized like ah shit it's it's happening um i haven't really felt extremely overwhelmed because you know like with my job it's just like i'm I'm kind of used to like things just right. not, not having normal days. 
But um, I, I mean, through the whole the whole um, COVID and everything, I actually kept working out with the group I work out with, and the girls and the trainer. They're really like a support group. We go work out, but it's like you know, it's more than just working out. It's like a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, we just kept meeting every. We would meet like Monday through Thursday, and then we'll meet again on Saturday mornings. We have like a group chat, and people talk about their issues, and you know, they pray. So, really and truthfully, I haven't been overwhelmed with the whole situation, and. It hasn't hit home because I haven't known anyone personally, you know, to be affected by it um, other than, you know, friends of friends or family members of friends. Right. But I think I don't know. I'm just I'm the type of person that kind of take it day by day. And that's a good I think advice. I'm the opposite, <laughs> I'm the opposite of all day. Like, <laughs> I, really don't worry. I really don't worry about things I can't control. Good. Word, and, yeah. you know, I, I just. I don't know. The most stressful thing has been just getting through um, the process of going, you know, trying to get to the wedding and having so many boundaries and things that we've crossed because, of course, you know, they have the limitation on how many people can be in a building or, you know, now the place we were going to take the honeymoon to is closed, you know, so it's just like just different things. But we just keep on. Were y'all going out of the country? Yeah, we were going to Costa Rica, which we could yeah. still go to Costa Rica, but the venue closed. Oh, so we wow. have to find a venue. So, I mean, I would advise everybody in the future, whatever you do, get insurance on your travel. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just taking it day by day. It's not really an overwhelming situation um, for me. I just, I really just take it day by day. And it, it's, is a personal thing because I haven't been directly affected, but you know, it's just, it's a lot going on. It's just, I'm just taking it day by day. I think that's but good I mean, advice to give. Cause that's one of the things my therapist has me doing day by day. You can't, you know, control the future. You can only you control the now. <laughs> right. And I would say, you know, whether it's a therapist or whether it's a support group, you know, whether it's a workout group, just get some kind of support in your life, whether it's your, you know, friends, it's just having some kind of support to just keep your mind in a positive area. True. So, you know, like for me, I don't have a therapist, but I have a support group, you know, a workout, a workout group. So that's my support group. So it's like, it doesn't have to directly be a therapist Although I would advise somebody to talk to professionals, <laughs> but it could also come in a different form. You know, a lot of people go to church. That's their support group. A lot of people just pray and meditate and do yoga and just different types of therapeutic uh, support. It just does not have to be through therapy. And I also, because you mentioned the the working out aspect, which we should do together again someday. <laughs> Um, but the, <laughs> I'm just saying, um, cause I miss y'all's faces. Yoga, <laughs> girl. I can't focus in yoga. Okay, that's another story. Uh, but <laughs> go yoga. Right. Oh, we yeah, no pellets. But um, 
but me and my therapist, like, we kind of came to the general consensus, like, since my job is so physical, I need to release physically. Um, mm-hmm. So she was, you know, like, whether it was, like, just soaking in some Epsom salt or being a little bit more active, extending a walk, or, like, I started uh, kickboxing classes or whatever, punching some shit out. Like, I felt <laughs> so much better because I needed to physically decompress. Like, decompressing mm-hmm. is one of the things that I don't think we really do due to the mm-hmm. fact that a lot, out of boredom, we scroll through our phone. You know? Yeah. Like, even if it's supposed to be a time, if you're going to the restroom we take our fucking phones you know like <laughs> when you because if you're gonna be there for a while you you know like need something to do you, you don't want to you know you how many times are you going to count the cracks in the in the ceiling or how many times are you going to talk about that little spot that bothers you you know so mm-hmm. you know but it it's we it's a it's a whole learning process but I'm I'm just glad that the people that I have in my circle, like we all have done it some kind of way. I know even Ivor, Ivor totally took a step back from social media. Um, yeah. I want to be that bold one day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I get that. I did it once in college, but I don't know. Now I'm like, uh, I don't know if I could just disappear all the way. All right. I got to be nosy. I got to know what's going on. I got yeah, it. I mean, social media could also bring negativity into your life. So Very I much. Get it. I get it, you know. But at the same time, if it depends on who you follow and what the hell you're following, too. Yeah. And Ivor is probably the most positive person we all know. Fucking so. right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure his followers are positive as well. <laughs> I would hope. I mean, I mean, if you're following Shade Room, girl, it's a hit or miss, girl. Baby. I mean, I compare social media to a lot of on TV. I mean, it just, you watch the news and you get depressed sometimes. Yeah. Ah, yes. It's like, you know, you got to pick your entertainment. (laughs) You got to, like Monet said earlier, that intake. Exactly. Yeah. And people need to pay more attention to that. Because the stuff true. will literally be on your mind. You will go to sleep, have a dream, wake up, be like, what the fuck? Why the hell? What? You know, you half the time, I don't even remember the dream. I just know I wake up like, okay, I was scared for, for something, but what in the world? You know, it's just like, what did I watch before I went to sleep? You right. Know, like, dang. But, yeah. But manifestations are real. Be careful what you speak over, over yourself, over your life. Um... Amen. You know, because that that also is one of the lessons that I've definitely learned. And to uh, we talked about it uh, this week. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. Kill that negative self-talk. I know people say like you ain't supposed to answer yourself, you know, self, huh? Like I know they say you don't answer, but sometimes you got to like if you have that negative thought that creeps in, talk it back, talk it down, you know, and it's it's one of those. It's. Yes. Punch him in the face, kick him, like do whatever you gotta do. Um, but I thank you guys so much for taking your time to to hang out with me and 
you know, and and chit chat and I you're welcome. <laughs> I got to see y'all's faces. <laughs> Thank you for having us, girl. I'm so yes, I love, I love the new hair colors blending in with the background. I know, yes. right? <laughs> I'm floating. Yes, I'm fucking levitating. <laughs> like red turn heads, girl. Yes. <laughs> My red curtain talk. <laughs> hey look next week on uh the red curtain talk we got entanglement <laughs> yes i live but yes i thank you guys so much for being candid and open um hopefully we can help somebody out there but i want you guys to continue to be positive and uh, the best way that you can um because i know it's kind of hard in with all the the shit literal shit going on um but find some kind of positive rainbow the silver lining in it and be the best human being possible pick up after yourself because ain't no like your mama don't work here and <laughs> and love one another say Wear i love and you. wash your hands yes and wash your hands and thank yes. you guys again and that has no been the Trillionary Podcast Mental Health Talk. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>